Welcome, everyone. It's 6 o'clock. We're going to do a Concrete Conservative show on Friday with our guest, Brad Price. Brad, welcome to WSQF Blink Radio 94.5. Why don't you tell us you came all the way from Texas. So why don't you tell us why you did that? Because you had a special guest coming. Is that what I was told? One, maybe two. From Comanche country in the center of the country, Brad Price. I'm going to be filling in for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, You know, since we're like the 20th city in the nation and you're 17th city in the nation, I guess that qualifies you to, to be the guest host, yes. Usually we're together on this show, but this time you're going to rest up and work the board today. Occasionally I come here and the concrete conservative Max is going to take a rest. This is Brad Price from Comanche country, center part of the country, and we're going to have a couple of guests, one from Manhattan coming up in about five minutes. And as we fill in, we're live from South Florida, from The Rock, WSQF, Blink Radio. And WSQFradio.com live streamed. So what we've got tonight, it's a special Florida spring event. Spring break is taking place down here in South Florida. That's where our studios are, Key Biscayne. And it's a program that we're going to have tonight that cannot ignore the reality of New York City and Gotham City with all of their challenges. We're Wait a minute, be... are you still calling them Gotham City? It's Bolshevik, New York. That's what it is, okay? Okay. Well, part of the reason for this call is to see about the solution that some of these Republican and freedom-loving individuals in Manhattan are trying to do about it. We're going to be talking to Dabby Carreras, a candidate for Controller General of the City of New York, coming up in a few minutes. You think he'll discover how broke they are or no? I mean, de Blasio, he's running a deficit, isn't he? We shall find out. There's also a possibility that we'll have a second candidate from New York City, a candidate for mayor, Fernando Mateo. He's on his way down to South Florida right now, and he might join us after 7 o'clock Eastern time. If he doesn't join us today, we'll, we'll get him on the program in the next few days for certain. Very interested in the race for mayor of New York City, Fernando Mateo. So I think that we have a call in already from Dabby Carreras calling us from his location in New York City. He'll be calling us in just a few minutes. Here's how it, it all happened. A few weeks ago, you didn't go down there, Mac, but I was at uh, CPAC. Good job. Some of the best people that I met were the Gotham City gang. They get it. Because they're in purgatory already. <laughs> so I, I got to know some wonderful people that are trying to bring out real change. They, they did the very they best. They get it. They get the liberalism for 65 years. It just doesn't work. Exactly. Exactly. So at CPAC, got to know a little bit more about what they're trying to do to bring about change. And You know what I think about liberalism? When, it's, when it manifests itself as mainstream, as logical, as there's a certain cynicism on it about liberalism that's based on envy, greed, theft, and stealing. And it's historically proven. So after a while, you get riots and, and bedlam and strikes and crime. Eventually you realize you're living in you, uh, the era of emission. The era of emission is a very awful sin. And I'm really happy to see Mr. Contreras and Mr. Mateos hopefully getting it through to the numbskups of New York to vote for them. Because the left has ruined New York, period. Exactly. So Dabby Carreras is going to tell us a lot about himself. He's a very vibrant young businessman, a Latino businessman like you. And as soon as we get on with him, 
We will find out more about some of the issues there. Of course, we see so much migration. It could be called an exile, a diaspora. Oh, my God. The, uh, de Blasio and uh, Cuomo are realtors of the year <laughs> for Florida. It's unbelievable. I know it more than anyone. I can honestly say that the average mainlander, um, here on Blink Radio, we call the mainlanders the mainland maggots. Because right now they're looking at license tags and traffic while I'm sitting here in nice, cold, central air uh, invented in Houston. Uh, The reason why the Realtor of the Year is that it's extraordinary bidding, high bidding for asking price for real estate in Key Biscayne. And a lot of it is people out of state coming to Florida, as they all are. But in Key Biscayne, there's something special here. It's called One Square Mile of Paradise where your daughter can walk around from Winn-Dixie to your home at 11 o'clock at night and not expect or be worried about crime, assault, or anything like that. Plus, we're very commutative. Our neighborhood barrios in this one square mile are not really barrios like they are or boroughs like they are in New York. They're WhatsApp communities. And as the WhatsApps, uh, they you know, they're, they're broken down in enclaves, and people are always texting each other, hey, I saw your daughter with, is that normal? And you'll say, no, I'm not really crazy about it. So we're going to tune in now. Call's coming in. Hello, this is WSQF Blink Radio. Could you let us know that it is who we think it is? Gabby Carreras? Gabby Carreras. Nice to meet you. I have Brad Price here in the studio. My name is Mac here on Blink Radio, WSQF. Blink Radio 94.5. I'm going to let him take over. How are you? Thank you for calling. Dabby, did you get to hear our little monologue, a dialogue as you got on, or did you come on cold on the telephone? I came up cold on the cell phone. I'm just calling right in right now. Very good. Tell us where you are, what part of New York, and then we'll, we'll go into how we met your delegation. We found out that with de Blasio's terms expiring and a new chance for a new change in your yeah. state and your city, uh, what kind of role that you could play if you're elected? Yeah, well, I mean, we came into contact because I was running for state office um, with a campaign uh, that um, really suggested and told a whole heck of a lot about what was going on in the city. The campaign that I was running and the party that I was running is the Republican Party, but I made another party called Stop the Blasio, as well as another party called No Rezoning Forever. I made these two ballot access parties because I wanted to really put the blame where the blame is due on Bill de Blasio and his leadership that he has empowered, specifically his comptroller, Scott Stringer, um, who is most recently responsible for taking about 800 to almost a billion dollars in the past five years from a program called Thrive NYC and giving it to Bill de Blasio, Scott Stringer's best friend, his wife, and the the and and no accountability. The money's gone. Now Thrive NYC was supposed to be a stopgap measure to protect people in public safety, specifically with mental illness. And to show you that it didn't work, that they haven't done anything, and why this money is so so important. On Valentine's Day, a serial killer killed four people, four individuals, four homeless individuals on the A train. That's a clear public safety issue that I can fix by alleviating with actual monies and put into 
the proper place and handling it that Scott Tringer has not been able to do. In other so, words, yeah, you're, you're, with, you're uh, willing to fund the police. <laughs> I guess you want to fund the police on the subway. Yes, yes. Now, I, mean, I, I also have to advise you, if you're on cell phone, it's it's very important that you don't move around uh, because we don't, sometimes we see you distant, or we hear you distant, and then it comes in clear. So uh, you have to stay still and in the same distance from your phone. We're talking to Dabby Carreras. He's running for Controller General of the City of New York. Will you give a background of when you decided to run for office, what your background is in business, what your background is in the community? Were you always a conservative? Were you a Republican? Were you a socialist or a de- Democrat in past years? No. In fact, I've been a Republican for as long as I remember. I think I registered in my economics class in, 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 uh, in high school through select service, and there was also another form that you could fill out. And I immediately filled out Republican and voted for George W. Bush. Victory! Um, yeah, you know, I mean, that was the, the first election that I was able to vote. Uh, I've been a registered Republican my entire life. Um, the fact that I started these other parties were specifically about um, ending corruption. Every single party I've started was all about anti-corruption and and stopping corruption. Stop the Blasio is a metaphor of worship corruption and ending corruption, as well as no rezoning forever is a metaphor about ending corruption or the manipulation that these guys are doing. Dabby Carreras um, from New York City talking to us on WSQF Radio. Dabby, I hear that you're in the under 40 club, and what kind of business background do you have? What kind yeah. of credentials do you have to manage finances? Yeah, well, I'm a professional money manager. I work right on Wall Street, but yet I'm not born with a silver spoon. I worked every single job there is. I mean, coming from working at Target to working at Taco Bell to working, in, you know, with you know, in a carpet store and working in, with um, with granite and supplies and flooring cleaning things, all the way through insurance up to Wall Street. And how did I land on Wall Street? It's just just that by hard work and dedication, because when you have a moral compass and you don't give up the moral high ground, you always find a way. You always find a way to the next place. And becoming an advocate of which I have been an advocate my entire life, it just made sense for me to be able to help the most amount of people where they need it the most. And what they need most is money. They need money as a solution. They need opportunity as a solution. And these things have been stiped and stoppled by institutions who are in it for themselves. A lot of people don't realize there's two Wall Streets. There's the institutional Wall Street, and there's the retail broker, or the retail side, the individual Wall Street. And right now we have a situation where the institutional Wall Street is stopping the Robin Hooders at the time or the Wall Street bet applications because this is for people who are the individual who don't have the barrier of entry to get into the bigger, smart, more sophisticated plays. They can buy a couple of shares here combine their shares with others like-minded and compete with the with the institutions of the world. So it was very simple for me to, from 18 years old to who has a, a, a mind about respect for life, respect for the Constitution, more personal responsibility and less government, to work my way up to finally make it to Wall Street, where I can actually make a huge difference on the people in my community's lives. Mac, did you hear that? A bean counter who also has a respect for life, human life, and social issues, too. 
Dabby. Dabby, since we're a Cuban-American neighborhood here with a lot of Latin Americans that are, have, yeah. are arrived here in the last 10 years, um, are you Italian-American, uh, Greek-American, Cuban-American? Because uh, you said you're Latino, so what type of Latino? Yeah, Not that we I'm can compare one Latino. Latino with the other, because we're all just unique that way. <laughs> no, you're right. There's so many. I'm Afro-Latino, so my ancestry comes from Congo, Cameroon, to Tongo, Mali, Benin, and the southern France, all to make it to Cuba. I got this from my 23andMe from my mother, as well as Polish and Puerto Rican from my father. So Unbelievable. Like that is so New York, it's not Absolutely. even funny. Let me tell you something else yeah. I learned about him at CPAC. He told me this on the phone. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, he's got to get a standing ovation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God. So, you, uh, man, if you learned to cook, the hell would be mayor. Just be a television cook with all those meals. You are diverse with three Ds and capital Ds diverse. Wow, you got a lot of recipes in your mom's cookbook, man. Jeez, that's very impressive. The other thing he told me, because if you see, I haven't seen it yet, but if you see his giant company that he's running, he portrays himself as the bridge between the 99 percenters and the one percenters. Can you elaborate on that, Tabby? Absolutely, absolutely. I have never given up my home. I have been living in East Harlem, literally, I would say, almost my entire life. But for the last decade, it's been really, really important by me making the travel every single day from East Harlem to Wall Street. Literally, I take that ride. You hear about Jennifer Lopez and the Six? Well, that's me. I actually take the four because it's express, if it was express the city, since we have very, very slow trains. But that's what I do. I leave from my apartment, which is rent-stabilized, right down to Wall Street. I literally live and breathe the bridge between the 99 to the 1%. That's it's beautiful. It's so important that people realize that there's so much more that's happening in my community. I mean, I literally see the difference for struggle. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize there's two different kinds of homelessness. There's people who literally live in the street and people who live in shelter. I see it every single day, and I'm their advocate. We are talking to Dabby Carreras in New York City. He is a candidate for Controller General of the City of New York. There's a lot of change coming because de Blasio, the mayor, all of his terms have expired. There's going to be a shakeup. There's a, a run towards mayor between Mr. Guardian Angel Curtis Lewa and the gentleman that we're going to try to interview tonight or tomorrow or next week, Fernando Mateo. But in light of all this, can you explain to our public here in South Florida and around the world exactly what the job of Controller General of the City of New York entails, especially in, in light of this crisis, this this almost, uh, what's the movie with Kurt Russell, Escape from New York kind of situation? Escape from New York. Yeah, no, that movie is, uh, I would say it's a metaphor of what exactly is happening. I mean, the situation that's happening here in New York is people feel ex that they can't even escape. Um, the people in my community don't have the wealth to actually find the benefits that they expect to have from the city. The city is literally sitting itself in, in, almost, in, in almost captivity, whereas if it's not from the violence from, the, from people who are either interlopers or from people who are just looking to put food on the table and they have no way of getting it. I mean, a lot of people have misinformation as well. A lot of people don't realize that the money that they're receiving from the federal government right now is part of the CARES Act, which is relief. We have not received any stimulus yet, 
as all the doings that President Trump has done from the first time when he did the PPP and the EDLI. When he got these monies up, we're receiving that money to this very second. To this very second, we're getting blessed from the relief that President Trump and the rest of his um, people and the administration from the past has done. We are still not yet at zero, meaning we're still not ready to be at the level of treading water. And this is all coming in the city that I'm speaking of, which is even in more greater danger than the rest of the country because we have we're without our services and we're without the police department for the lack of a better word because people have an understanding of defunding the police so we're held hostage like none other escape from new york could not possibly be a better uh example or, or quotation for what's happening in new york this is the reason why the biggest thing i could do is promote and let people know to go to this website called drain the swamp Dot NYC, just as I'm saying it, www.draintheswamp.nyc. And there you can see an illustration of the person who I'm running against, a person by the name of Mr. John Tobacco, who literally is an anti-Trumper, wasn't even a Republican for the past 17 years. I mean, since I was in high school, it wasn't been a Republican until the day that he and his, his, his cohorts were successful in moving a very successful president on January 21, 2020, uh, 2021, is when Mr. Tobacco decided to register as a Republican after his entire past decade and a half of destroying the Republican Party. Um, within that, as well as being banned from the industry that I work in, as you had mentioned, Brad, I work on Wall Street. And I, I had mentioned as well, I work on Wall Street. He has been banned from the regulatory organization, from the NASDAQ, from the NASD, from FINRA, from even operating in a manner to invest and manage people's retirement. I manage millions of dollars of people's retirement currently, right now, from the desk I'm sitting in. He is banned, yet he's running for an elected office to do just that and manage over $200 billion. I don't think so. That's why we're here to drain the swamp.nyc. That, and I, oh, wait a second. I think he would know, based on what you said, he would know exactly where the money would go down the drain. <laughs> he probably has a, his hand on the, um, on, the, on the drain, on the manhole itself. I mean, it seems like he's qualified. Now, you're saying he's in your primary. Who do you have on the Democratic side? I believe on the Democratic side, the, the field is wide open. There's about 10 or 12 people running for that seat because they realize that's the slush fund seat on the Democratic side. There's one competitor that I believe is going to come out of it. I'd much rather not mention the name and give them some light, but I believe that the, this one person is, is will rise out of the, the heap of whatever comes on that side. But I don't want to, to, to take mention off that a lot of people who right now in the primary, they don't even know my name because of what has happened in the borough of Staten Island. I wasn't even able to go to Staten Island to make mention and, and vocate my position on why I am the only candidate for the Comptroller. And these are the reasons why it's so important for people to get your, to your friends who may live in Staten Island, who may live in Brooklyn, because those are the only two boroughs of Manhattan that my name has yet to to appear. I have won Manhattan Borough. I won the Bronx. I won the Queens, as well as Fernando Mateo, which I can make mention of why he won as well. One of the reasons why he won and why he as well was 
I don't know, maybe I could say barred from Staten Island as John Tobacco is barred from the Finner industry. Why, why, why Mateo couldn't get into Staten Island and, and all these other reasons? Now, excuse me, for the audience's sake, when you say you can't get into something, you mean you don't appear on the ballot? Yeah, I mean, there is an official way of doing it in in counties, meaning that you go to the county heads and you meet with the county heads and you have an interview. Now, not only did myself, a major candidate who won three boroughs, could not even get an interview, is astonishing, as well as my friend, Fernando Mateo, who literally won the exact same three boroughs, but closely missed on Brooklyn, but yet still was precluded from even meeting with the leadership of Staten Island. Okay, that's that very that's very intriguing because here in South Florida, we know nothing about what you're saying. So that yeah. already seems to be undemocratic. So you have to uh, win, uh, what, small elections in order to get these interviews? Please explain to our yeah. audience in South Florida. And Debbie, let me just... Bring people up to speed Certainly. if they've just joined us. We're listening on Friday night. It's almost 6.30. Do you, I hope you know where your children are at spring break. But this is Dabby Carreras up in Manhattan. We have a lot of New Yorkers that are down here right now listening to us in South Florida. Dabby is running for controller general as a Republican, as a freedom-loving person, as a successful businessman. So Dabby Carreras is talking to us here in South Florida. This is Brad Price along with Mac, the concrete conservative. Dabby is talking to us about an upcoming election, which we'll want to know the dates for early voting, for primaries, etc. Dabby Carreras is a successful businessman, a diverse background, and he uh, is explaining the situation where the uphill battle of conservatives and Republicans is all we're talking about right now for Dabby Carreras, for Controller General, and Fernando Mateo for Mayor of New York City. Absolutely, Brad, Matt. I thank you so much because... It's so important that people understand what's going on here, city, and and the state has made some really ridiculous things. If you guys know, Cuomo is still running things, even though I'm I'm hoping he'll be impeached pretty soon. But he has created a situation called rank choice vote, and what rank choice vote is sort of like a, sort of like a participatory budgeting, whereas the biggest one gets into the top and everyone else gets pushed out, so it kind of scatters the entire board around. Really, the mention for it is so. The favorites of the Democrats can get to the top because they realize they're not going to be the favorites here. Sadly, that works with the Republicans as well, or people who are running on the Republican line. The favorites that are alike don't necessarily get to the top because they're looking to confuse people through a ranked choice of, of your number one, your number two, number three. It's sort of like validating every single person who they should not even be validated even to get a second spot or third spot or fourth spot. Yeah, it's kind of and like the jungle, jungle primaries. Jungle primaries yeah, is yeah. a way in which Democrats can face each other because the top yeah. vote getters become the general election finalists. Therefore, the Republican never can defeat Nancy Pelosi in California because he never gets us into the second place of votes in his yeah. primary and their primary. Let me disrupt you, Mac, yeah. and also Dabby. The fact that we're still talking about Cuomo still being in office is just absurd. Can't believe he's not gone yet. I know. I mean, he, he's there just as a figurehead. I mean, the, the June 22nd primary is the date that will, will be so important because then Republicans in Staten Island and Brooklyn who don't already know my name, just like the ones over here in Florida and Miami who don't know my name, who can tell their friends and family here, in New York about my name and Fernando Mateo's name and also my friend Janelle King, who is for the public advocate's name. 
I have created a website called DrainTheSwamp.NYC, where I will expose the truth of why these candidates, who are, even though they're running in the Republican line, for instance, Curtis Sliwa and John Tobacco, even though they're running in the Republican line, they don't deserve to be there. So wait they a minute, wait a minute. Curtis Sliwa, everybody loves stuff. Curtis Sliwa. He's uh, the guardian angel. For people that remember him from 20 years ago, what's, what's wrong with Curtis Sliwa? Well, I mean, the fact that uh, I had asked him if he would want to be a public advocate and turn the position and saying it's not a, not a positive position, it's almost basically saying it was a worthless position. I don't believe that any office position in New York City is worthless, especially if you could do good in. But I, I have reason to believe that he is not as sincere, similar to John Tobacco, in his dedication to the Republican Party or even the morals that the Republicans have, as I do, of respect for life, respect for the Constitution, more personal responsibility and less government, in his sole choice and pick of the most recent election. And I can tell you, there is a lot of information that is circling around, and I want to follow up, but I want to give solutions on how we can fix the issue in the city, because that's really what I want to get this message out to. The way to fix these things in the city is removing the corruption that fraud, waste, and abuse produces by doing audits and transparency. I made mention earlier about 800 employees that Scott Stringer, the current comptroller, 800 employees, but yet he's lost a billion dollars. We don't even know where it is. It's unaccounted for. My guess is because he can't keep enough engineers on the job to actually do the audits because that's by, by purpose, so they don't have an audit. That's what my speculation is. Now, wait, wait, wait time out. You said, so, in office. you said something about engineers that kind of threw me off. Uh, could you yeah. explain? Uh, if, if I'm confused, the audience is probably confused, too. Uh, what do you mean by that? Auditors called engineers, one and the same, or they actually play with the numbers and find fraud? Both of those are, are exactly that. So to, to spur an audit, you have to have engineers on the job to deploy capital, one of the things that I work in. Instead, there's not enough engineers, so there's no audit, so they can't deploy capital, so the money is missing or it's like earmarked someplace else. So either the money is here or the money is not, but either way, there's no transparency, there's no audit, and I suspect only more fraud, waste, and abuse. People don't realize, New York City, we used to have a budget about call it about $70 billion. Now, our budget is upwards of $90 billion. You know what other large state has a budget of $90 billion? The entire state of Florida. So yes, that's right, viewers and listeners. New York City spends, the city, just the city, spends $90 billion, and we have barely any benefits to show for it. Look at the people leaving. The entire state of Florida spends $90 billion. That, that, was, be that was beautifully said. <laughs> Perfectly said for a show like ours. 94.5 FM. You just heard it. Manhattan's budget is as large as Governor DeSantis's budget. Impressive. You're listening to 94.5 FM. Key Biscayne. Concrete conservative Mac is on the board, but he's also talking a little bit. I love you. I love to hear you talk, Mac. I, I surprised you. I thought you're good, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to surprise you, but you know, you you, you yanked on me. Now, uh, so so would you yeah. call for like immediate audit uh, uh, upon getting elected? Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I mean, some of the things that people don't realize and people don't you know, really understand is when when you do something that's undercapitalized and you're not thinking big, 
That strategy never works. You have to think big and you can't be undercapitalized. And that's exactly what our mayor and our comptroller has done to the city. It's caused people to jump states and go to different states. What my proposal is to make the biggest gold rush that the world has ever seen by utilizing big data and get people to have money in their lives perpetually. That's the answer. Having new businesses, instead of clapping for birthdays, I'm clapping for new businesses started. The only way to have people to come back for businesses is by removing the pollution and, and the, the criminality that is involved in our city. From the state level, Cuomo, but that's a different election. That's not this year. This is the city election. But from the city election, the mayor and removing his cohorts, like Scott Stringer, who's running there, or Andrew Yang, who doesn't even live in New York City, who's trying to be a carpetbagger to come here. These kinds of people come to the city to just feast and steal and take because they're in it for themselves. My entire life has been about advocacy and removing that and removing all that corruption. This is the reason why I started from East Harlem, why I have not been you know, born with a silver spoon or a golden spoon, and how I became to be on Wall Street to actually help the people of not only my community, but the entire world, because that's what New York City is. It's a beacon for small business for the planet. And if we lose New York City, we will lose many parts of the world altogether. Our guest is Dabby Carreras. He's up in New York. Are you in the Manhattan right now? Are you in Harlem right now? No, I'm actually I'm at 45 Broadway. I'm literally I could take a quarter of my pocket and hit the bull right in the nose. Dabby is running for Controller General of the City of New York. He's part of a new wave. Now, remember that movie? Is it Dumb and Dumber, where the the, the character in Dumb and Dumber has, is, faces a situation where it's probably about a odds of really low of, of anything happening, but he was believing in it. Is there any chance that Republicans have a have a shot? at winning due to the tradition and all the legacy of the Democratic Party in Manhattan. Absolutely. In fact, we're, we're not only going to, it's going to be in a landslide. I'm going to tell you, if I got to tell you and you got to meet Fernando Mateo right this second, you would realize what it's a landslide. I know you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice. I know you can understand Wait, wait, that, let me help you. Wait a second. <laughs> we have to give equal time. Don't 100%. If people are listening 100%. on the other side, we'll have to give them equal time to. We'll have fun oh, with hey, that, too. Fair, fair use doctrine is, is, is adhered to here. Now, here's the thing, Mac. Fernando Mateo has a home in Florida also, so he'll be around. So we might be able to, to talk to him soon to find out about his candidacy, too. But go ahead, Dabby. I want to know more about you and your, your background. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. So, so we, myself, I'm going to be responsible for bringing over about 500,000 newly minted Republican voters. I don't know if they're going to be registered voters of Republican by that time, but even if they're Democrat voters by this time, they're going to be voting for us because they're going to realize really right away that this is not a red issue or a blue issue. This is a corruption issue. Well, let me interject, please. Let me interject. What about the nursing home backlash? Oh, man. Uh, I can't even tell you about the nursing home backlash because it's it's spilling out every single day. We're learning more stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to see that Cuomo's idea of co-locating nursing homes with my grandmother, with your grandfather, with people of our community, just so they can be wiped off the page, so that the city and state 
can have new new accounts for new tax revenue because that's how money is transferred from generation to generation through insurances. I know this. I came from the insurance industry. That is an abomination to people. That is not being a person's advocate by killing their grandmother or killing their, their grandfather or killing weak and, 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 and um, unhealthy individuals instead of separating them, as President Trump did with the pleasure of giving us the two ships to do just that. And okay, but what? Uh, why, why did they stay empty, Cuomo or de Blasio? Who's more to blame? Well, first of all, let's talk about what the ships were. Let's, let's go back a oh. year. COVID happened. Remember President Trump? Yeah, two offered... naval ships that were used for, for hospitals. And they were retrofitted Correct. for COVID. And they were sent to the port of New York. So who has who ha, who is so more guilty, de Blasio or empty. Cuomo? So, so the answer is both, because we're a sanctuary city. So as a sanctuary city, Bill de Blasio runs the show, as he's just recently took a lot of powers away from Cuomo again, as Cuomo's going to this next level of, of inquisition towards his impeachment, which I hope will be because he uh, the Blasio didn't get but a lot of blame day, for not filling up the yes. ships, or did he? Yes, did he get enough blame empty. or no? Because nationally he I, didn't. I think De Blasio took the blame on the school side, and Cuomo took the blame on the ship side. But at the end of the day, both of these two gentlemen, these 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 two gentlemen, these brothers, these these Cuomo brothers, I mean, or the Blasio brothers, whatever you want to call them have both their hands bloody with the death and destruction of the city. I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's a calamity of errors that has to be stopped. And the answer is all about removing the corruption. The corruption that exists with, the, with, with their secret agents from the past of all the messages that has to be released by the Freedom of Information Act, which we could find that had hundreds of emails from Bill de Blasio going all the way through um, with uh, all of his friends, Hillary Clinton mentioned it. All these things have been out there. Well, he was a Hillary operative before he was mayor. Precisely. Bill de Blasio. And that's that's why you could smell and see where the smoke is coming from and the fire, and and literally it's it's burning down. It's it's the reason why I started a party called Stop de Blasio. It's the reason why I started a party called No Rezoning Forever, because I'm sick and tired of this abusive gentrification that has happened in my community. I mean, every single day, after, after a decade... You can literally see the poor, poor, poor levels of benefits that the people in the city have, where you can see the politicians who have been there for years and years and years. And I'm not excluding anyone like Chuck Schumer from the picture as well. All these people have had their hands in it. So I can't just say that Bill de Blasio took all the blame when it came for schools. And Cuomo took all the blame when it came to ho- for when it came to nursing homes. They worked together. Their criminality is work symbiotic, and they leave it to us to try to decipher what exactly is happening and figure out where to put the blame. The blame is on both of them. Daddy. I remember when the subway needed issue, there was an eight hundred million dollar emergency bill, and I didn't see either of them picking up the phone to even split the cost between the two. They just allowed it to happen and get worse and worse. Debbie Carreras? Neglect. Candidate? Neglect. Neglect. That's what it's all about. These guys are neglecting the city. It's not a red issue. It's not a blue issue. It's a corruption issue, which I end immediately on day one. My election is November 2nd. That's the general election. But before that is the primary, which I hope that everyone listening here to my voice right now and listening to Matt and Brad's voice as well will be 
inspired to go to www.draintheswamp.nyc and see my my close competition right now. And I'm going to tell you, after we win this primary and put things right, and I'm the only candidate that has won all five boroughs at that point. Right now I have three. But I'm the only candidate for the Comptroller has all five boroughs. We're going to take it right to November 2nd, where we will win the election and we will set right and fix the problems that's going on in the city of New York. Debbie, I'm going to ask our executive producer to give us about eight or ten more minutes. I'll tell you why, because we have another guest that we're expecting, but that guest is landing in South Florida later on. We're not sure if he's landed yet, but I want to go back to, do you think that you're going to pick up a half a million votes or a million votes among the Latino community or the Latinx community because of this tremendous backlash and tragedy of the mismanagement of the people in the nursing homes. Do you, do you think that you've already seen that? The anger and, and, and the, the rage and the acidity, are you counting that, counting on that? Are you hearing that already from Latino constituencies or other constituencies? Absolutely. Absolutely. Please Let me elaborate. tell you a little bit more about myself. Absolutely. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit more about myself. I, not too long ago, I met with, I'm sure you've, you've, your listeners have heard of, of Latino X or Latinx, Lat- El Exito, as I would like to call, which is the Latin movement of exiting the Democratic Party. Oh, yeah. So with them alone, they have been instrumental in San Antonio, Texas, where we have the entire strike force working super, super so- hard. There's over a thousand volunteers who literally make phone calls here for myself and my candidates and, and people here in New York to let people know about myself. Not only that, the thousand people of volunteers making phone calls in English and Spanish, but also organizing block walks. Like I said, we're going to take this by storm. It's going to be a landslide of 500,000 votes that we're going to move from one side of the tablet to the other. And it will put a victory that we have never seen before. Having a person like Fernando Mateo, myself, Dabby Carreras, and Janelle King for a public advocate, Mateo for mayor, Carreras for comptroller is a big, big headline you should remember. Mateo for mayor, Carreras for comptroller, King for public advocate. And absolutely, through the, let, through the strike force, through these messages, through dollars and donations, for people understanding the website, besides the Drain the Swamp NYC, but my personal website, VoteDabby, V-O-T-E-D-A-B-Y, VoteDabby.com, People will get the message, and that's why it's so important to get the message early because Staten Island has no clue. I'm speaking to you guys in Florida right now from Manhattan, yet Staten Island can't hear my my voice. They're still thinking that the person on their petition is somebody who's there for them, when in fact they're not. There's a person who has been barred from the industry on the controller side who did not vote for President Trump, who has not been a registered Republican for more than 17 years up until January 21st, 2021, the day after President Trump and his cohorts were successful, removing a successful president from our picture, from seeing him on a regular basis, as well as videos that I put there of the candidate that he likes, a person who is um, a person who is who is about short selling and and, re- and removing people's worth in retirement accounts on the market. I mean, these kinds of things are insidious to the fabric of New York. And they should be exposed to the people in the city of New York that I love. And that's why I'm the advocate. And that's why we're going to have well more than 500,000 votes coming over to this campaign, which will make, like I said, the biggest red wave, or I should really say a gold rush, 
the biggest gold rush the world has ever seen for businesses to start in New York. That's how it was started in the beginning, and that's how we're going to make New York great again. Well, thank you very much, man. That was a great final hurrah. Debbie, yeah. Debbie Carreras calling from New York, and thank you very much. We're going to continue the broadcast, go into some some music on a Friday night here. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Yes, and you can listen to this entire interview on WSQFradio.com. Tomorrow it will be up on our website. So, uh, uh, Debbie, just feel free to uh, download it when you see it tomorrow on the website, and you can uh, share it with whoever you want. Also, Debbie, I think maybe in the area. Are you coming in April to visit South Florida along with some other Manhattan Republicans? Oh, man, I can't wait to to shake the hands of Manuel, Cambo, yourself, Brad. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I mean, you know, like I said. All we want to hear is that there's no cracks in the conservatism, okay? You've done a a fantastic job. So we wish you the very best and onward and victory to you. Take care, my friends. We'll be pausing with... uh, Steely Dan? No, I think we'll go with uh, Steve Miller Band. Thank you, Dabby. Take care. Good night, Debbie. Yes.